And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T. Esperides. We got a big guest coming. Um, I don't know if any of our other Down the Alley regulars are joining. Uh, you know, TBD. TBD, maybe a couple of late ads. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna play it out here. Uh big guest coming here shortly. But I don't know about you. I don't know if you have any rants or topics, but I blogged about this earlier this week. I went to the dentist. I went to the dentist. Every time I I walk into the dentist, and and by the time I walk, I just feel like I disappoint my dentist. Yeah. I I do go to the dentist. I know some people don't go to the I, dentist. I do, I do go to the dentist. Uh, I actually just had a dentist appointment. Like I think it was last week. Oh, okay. So we're on the same schedule. Same schedule. Okay. Uh, okay. So- How'd yours go? It was good. Um, no, no cavities or no major dental good. issues. Good. Uh, Ma, the the uh, gal who is the hygienist is a lacrosse parent. So mm. we talk lacrosse. Um, and her son plays lacrosse. Well, she has three kids. All three of them play lacrosse. Um, so that that's kind of fun to like be able to talk shop a little bit. Um, and when the actual like when the dentist came in and was like, "All right, you know," as, as Ted been flossing and she. She um really tried to help me out. She was like, yeah, you know, once a week. And I'm like, that's being generous. Like, I just threw myself under the bus. I'm like, you don't have to to take the fall for me Um, that I don't floss as much as I should. Uh, But the flossing thing, I can't like I want like I come out of the dentist and I want to buy into flossing. <laughs> I, I, I can't buy into it. I don't buy into it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a flosser. I mean, it's not like I, I mean, I don't have like terrible oral hygiene but like definitely room for improvement could be better but yeah I, I know i feel you like going to the dentist you're like man like you're gonna get exposed here like you, there's just yeah. no around. like you can't be like oh yeah like yeah like i'm like i'm a two times a day flosser because they're gonna just see that you're not like oh when they start going to town on my teeth i start bleeding and they're like you haven't flossed in six months and yeah. since the last time you were here yeah, no, uh, no doubt. So yeah, that's um tough to have dental appointment. Was this post Halloween? No, like, um, no, Halloween it was Tuesday. No, so it was pre Halloween. It was last okay. Friday. It was okay, Friday. That, that's was good. Friday. That's good. Having um, yeah, having a dentist appointment like right after Halloween. I mean, I know some people are better about like the discipline of like not eating candy but i have two children and they go trick or treating and that we only went to like 30 houses not we maybe, went around the block i went with you yeah what what would you say 20 30 houses maybe around sure. the block yeah. inside nine outside nine you know the inside and the outside yeah. loop nothing crazy and i was in my head i i was thinking there w- there won't be that much candy cuz we don't do a huge run there's so much candy <laughs> So much candy. Well, you got two kids too. So like double well, average means- amount of candy. Double it. You got a sh- you got a crap ton of candy. So the bowl just sits there all day. And you walk by and you grab like you're okay, I'm just gonna have one. And it's like one Twix. But then all of a sudden you've walked by it four times and you've had four Twixes. And and now all of a sudden you're like, the last two days I've had a lot more candy than I've usually had. It's just it's just a bad setup in general. Um, I'm not an anti-Halloween guy or anything like that, but it, as a 37 year old person that probably shouldn't be eating a lot of candy, it's just a bad setup. 
Um, all right, we can we can talk about the dentist. We can talk about Halloween uh, more later. I don't want to. I don't want to make our guests sit in a, in the waiting room any longer. Um, they're logging in. They're 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 getting in now. Uh, if you're watching, you see the name, uh, Coach Cap, Sam Kepner, the new head coach of Prior Lake. I know people are getting sick of Prior Lake, but the new head coach of Prior Lake, uh, a Tommy. If you look, if you're watching the YouTube, you can tell you're just looking at this guy, Tommy. I know, I know, he's not he's not a bad looking guy. Uh, former Jefferson assistant. He's been the D coordinator. Uh, he was an assistant coach at the Tommies, and now. Recently hired head coach of Prior Lake, the Lakers, Sam Kepner. Welcome to Down the Alley. Wow, what an intro. Uh, appreciate you you having me on. You're getting me fired up all, already, uh, Pete Mack. But yeah, super, super excited to be here. Uh, kind of very humbled and, and honored to be selected as the next coach of, uh, of Prior Lake. Um, you know, been been a little bit of a whirlwind over the last couple of weeks and acclimated to kind of a little bit of a different side of uh, of the program, but one that's, uh, you know, super excited about. Um, but yeah, appreciate you having me on and, and uh, also want to make sure uh, I don't forget, but appreciate everything that you guys are doing, um, you know, lacrosse wise in the state of Minnesota, just to bring some awareness and visibility, um, you know, some encouragement, um, acknowledgement to, to all the different players, the coaches, the programs, big or small, uh, across the, across the Minnesota St. Landscape. Hey, appreciate the tire pump. Not everyone feels the same way. Um, uh, I had something for you. Oh, is this your first podcast or have you, or are you a podcaster? Uh, first podcast guest wise, uh, long time listener, first time caller, um, but I, podcast not new to me. I, I, I'm a big podcast guy, um, especially, you know, in the car on the way to work. Um, I, I'd rather, you know, sort of listen to something interesting that's not riddled with commercials, um, you know, or potentially learn something, um, you know, podcast can be a great resource for that. So definitely, uh, uh, definitely in the podcast game, but have not been a guest on any to date. So, uh, so l- lucky for you guys, I guess. <laughs> no, fired up to be, uh, you know, a part of your first, you know, being a guest on a podcast. Uh, you're not jamming out to Taylor Swift on the way into Optum every every morning or anything like that. I you mean, little KDWB. I, I, I am a pro T Swift. I'm uh, you know, I'm on the T Swift bandwagon for sure. Um, you know, so uh, you know, hopefully uh T Swift and Kelsey got some good stuff cooking, you know, this coming weekend for for a W last weekend wasn't too pretty. So yeah, uh Sam, I, I have to ask uh for the most people listen to this on you know on just the audio, but for those that will see the video, you are looks to be a big sports serial memorabilia guy in the back. Um yeah. we got some Wheaties. Is that a Kirby Pucket Wheaties or a Tory Hunter? Yeah, you got a great eye. So we've got a few different Wheaties boxes in the background. So we got uh, 87 uh, twins. We got 91 twins. And then in the, I think in the, yeah, in the middle, we've got a little Kirby. So and then yeah. I think I've got a small one. I don't know if you can see it in the corner, but a, yeah, a good old first, Adam Thielen uh, yeah. Vikings uh, Wheaties box. So yeah, first down flakes uh, like yeah. that. Um, no, that's that's cool. Um, it's always interesting to see what people have 
in their in their background. We've had, you know, different guests. You know, we just had Casey on. He had some art and so like it was like a Bob Marley poster. We've had people having um uh like there like who was it the uh, Irondale coach I think had some like custom made art and too but I like the sports memorabilia um and uh, it's uh it's a cool look so welcome to uh welcome to down the alley yeah talking about Here. Cap I've been I've been to his house not a big deal he invited me over a couple times I've seen um I've seen some uh different um what am I thinking of newspaper you get the paper Ted you get the paper. No, you don't get the paper. Uh, some different papers framed. Um, maybe talk about that. And but I'm surprised. What I'm most surprised about is no shoes. You because I know you're a big shoe guy. You know, maybe arguably I should. This should have been in the intro. I'm sorry. Uh, arguably the best shoe game in, in as far as coaches, at least in the state of Minnesota. Yeah. Well, uh, to to your first question. Um, a little bit of newspaper kind of sticking with the baseball theme uh, with the twins. You know, I've got one thing kind of down here in the basement, you know, just back to their, you know, them winning the World Series. I think this one was back in, you know, 87. Um, yeah, looking at it, 87. I've got another one with the Minneapolis Miracle um, kind of on one wall, a game that I was at uh, with my my extended family. So total, I've been lucky to get to some pretty good um, sporting events, uh, I would say, in my life so far, even though, uh, unfortunately, none of them are, are sort of a championship, uh, you know, just yet uh between the vikes or you know the twins the wild right etc um but yeah we were definitely a pro pro sports family um you know especially you know big homers here in the twin cities uh with a lot of your your major sports so yeah you're gonna you're not gonna see a ton of i would say art on the wall unless it's uh coming from the kids you know drawn on something uh sometimes in places they shouldn't be um uh but uh yeah a lot, lot of sports stuff in general into your Kind of your last question, yeah, shoes. I don't, I don't have any shoes on the wall. I, I'm not that guy. I would say, you know, yet they're usually, you know, they're all in the closet, right, in the upper shelf, out of reach, you know, from everybody, um, you know. And then, you know, sometimes the kids run in there and they'll, you know, gawk at all the boxes up there and you know ask what's in that one or what's in what's in another one. So, uh, yeah, the shoe game is improving, um, you know, pales in comparison to some, some guys I know, my brother-in-law, especially big sneaker head. Um, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to catch up. So I, I didn't know the rules. I, I, as people pointed out, I'm not a shoe guy. I'm, I, Apparently, I have some homework to do this off season. I don't. I don't know. Uh, we'll, there's we'll a see. improvement on your 2020, you know, three performance review for a shoe game. Yeah, yeah it, it was pointed out after after last season. So you know, I'm. It's in the back of my mind. I didn't know if 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 on the wall is a thing or not a thing. Again, it's 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 out of my realm. So, um, yeah, no, cool, all good things. So, uh, yeah, let's bring it back to kind of lacrosse because we've been kind of everything but lacrosse uh we are a lacrosse podcast um are you you you're in about ted's era i would say give or take um i i'm gonna guess maybe got started uh in you know maybe a similar situation we're gonna find out um you know outside looking in when i when i first got to know you you know met you or you know you got into prior like i thought you were a jefferson guy growing up you weren't you aren't mm -hmm. Um, so how did you, you know, how did you get into lacrosse and, um, you know, what was kind of the beginning for you? 
Yeah, yeah, great question. I, I'm pretty sure Ted and I are maybe plus or minus a couple couple years in there. But I, I, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I had no idea, you know, what what lacrosse was up until, you know, probably about sixth grade. Um, I had a couple of, of close friends that were, you know, starting to get into the sport, just messing around, playing in the backyard. I was not committed to, uh, you know, any specific spring board, uh, spring sport at all. I mean, I, I dabbled in, you know, baseball for maybe a couple of years at best, but wasn't, uh, wasn't necessarily in love with anything, but quickly got hooked, uh, you know, on lacrosse. I, I wish I could remember what, what my first stick head was. I can see it, but I've, I've never had a great, great sort of memory with that stuff, but definitely your, your old school, like traditional, you know, kind of leather, you know, pockets guys were trying to, you know, dye their sticks, dye their, dye their mesh, you know, back then, but yeah, started playing in, in kind of junior high and, um, you know, kind of the, the rest is, is sort of history a little bit. I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those sports, especially back then that I, I would have never guessed, um, you know, sort of the impact that it's had, you know, on, on my life and sort of shaped, you know, who I've become today. And, and it's been really exciting, I'd say to see, kind of lacrosse as uh, across the Minnesota landscape, you know, evolve. I mean, back when I was in, you know, high school, it wasn't a sanctioned sport. Um, you know, everything was MBSLA, you know, you're playing rave, you know, down the road, I'm a South of the river, right. Lakeville guy. Um, you know, you're, you're practicing on elementary school, you know, fields, junior high fields, et cetera. And, yeah, I think since it it became sanctioned in Minnesota, and I think about like 2007, I want to say, obviously it's gotten a ton ton of support, you know, from from your school districts, from the community, um, you know, that was you know desperately needed to continue to grow the game. Super excited. Uh, I think Wisconsin, maybe it was last year, this year is also officially sanctioned. I, I want to say, um, you know, so they've got you know a number of powerhouses. You know, shout out to Hudson and and some of the guys there that have been you know, killing it for, for a number of years now, but, um, but yeah, I, I played, you know, throughout junior high, high school, um, uh, as you mentioned, PMAC, um, you know, had an opportunity to participate, uh, you know, at the university of St. Thomas as, uh, you know, they were kind of laying down some of the bricks into kind of what's turned into a pretty, pretty incredible, um, dynasty with that program, um, you know, and, and really through, you know, me playing lacrosse, you know, particularly in college, I started, you know, coaching, um, you know, so it's been, uh, it's been quite, quite the, quite, quite the ride, um, you know, been involved in a, a bunch of different programs through the years, you know, club circuit uh, included. So uh, yeah, don't plan on stepping away anytime soon. Yeah. Definitely want to talk about some of those details. Uh, you being a defensive guy, um, you know, did you and and kind of going back to the beginning, you started. I you started in rave. Was that box lacrosse? I kind of I hear the war stories with Ted a little bit. Did you start in box? When did you end up with the D pole being a D guy? Yeah, I didn't. Um, so didn't play in rave. I'm a Lakeville guy, so I grew up in Lakeville, kind of pre pre North and South. You know, splitting up. Um, you know, but I, you know, rave, rave is. You know, they they were the elite program right back in the day. Um, you know, they get that way when you can smush together a bunch of, you know, you know, big suburbs, um, you know, but I get it, um, you know, but I, I didn't play box. I, I didn't officially start um, actually transitioning to the, more of the defensive side of the ball until I got to St. Thomas in college. So it was one of those, 
you know, hey, you're, uh, you know, you know, you're probably going to be able to, uh, you know, help out a little bit more on the defensive side, right? Here, here's yeah, a, here's I've a seen you shoot. Pole, so. I've seen you shoot. You you lasted way longer with the shorty than me, though. That's yeah. that's. I'm going to go with that's surprising because I lasted about not even a full season. Not even full I mean, season. The reality is, probably should have you know made the transition before then. Uh, again, you know, I've got. Uh, you know, phenomenal, you know, 62 mile an hour, you know, sidearm uh, shot that sometimes, you know, luckily hits the net. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was overdue. Um. So did so again, going back, did you and Ted play against each other at all? Was that was I, were you guys I in the was, same uh, era? Yeah, I think I think Sam, I think you're two years younger than me. So yeah. I was 04 Jefferson. Uh, so you're 06 Lakeville, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I know we played Lakeville one year. I don't remember what year it was. Um, you know, I think you probably played John on Hoko. He was kind of the guy on Lakeville back then um, that everybody, I mean, I, he must've started lacrosse in Lakeville. I feel like I don't even know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he's doing now. I don't really know him personally, to be honest, but he was kind of, I know Lakeville had a team at one point we went down and played Lakeville. You know, I think he says probably at Eastview elementary or something like that. Mm. We didn't get to play at the turf. There, I mean, there wasn't turf, but at the stadium or anything. Um, so we probably crossed paths at one point. But, um, you know, I am two years older, so I don't know if we necessarily played on the field together at any point, but um, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, ships passing in the night, maybe almost. Uh, yeah. yeah, Johnny O was a stud, you know, at that time, you know, probably the best lacrosse player outside of the, you know, Andy Kirchner, you know, to, to get out of Lakeville. So, uh, you know, obviously they've had some talented athletes since then, but yeah, a little, little bit different kind of way, way back in the day. Yeah. And then you went on to play to play at St. Thomas and, and you mentioned this, this was the beginning of their heyday. I believe you were, you was your kind of group, the beginning of it. Cause by the time I was in high school, it was like, yeah, they're they're the they're they're the squad around Minnesota. They're they're winning championships. Uh, we had prior Lake guys go there and 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 go on and have great careers as well. Um, was your group kind of like the first? Was it already kind of starting? Um, what was what was your time at St. Thomas like? Yeah, I mean, St. Thomas was, uh, yeah, it was. Um you know, a, a great sort of experience and, and good journey in that, you know, when we joined, which, which would have been, you know, sort of the fall of, oh, you know, oh, seven, you know, St. Thomas was, you know, much credit to to the older uh, upperclassmen, you know, was just starting to shift into being, you know, I would say, you know, more of a casual, you know, kind of beer league, you know, type of a team um, into, you know, we're fully committed um, you know, it, 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 really all year round to, you know, trying to have some sustainable success, right? So there's, you know, a lot of upper, upperclassmen, you know, I think about, um, you know, you know, the kind of cost, the Costello, you know, family, I think about, um, you know, Harris, you know, certainly Brian, Brian Gross, right? Peace Moober, Pete, you know, Mooseberger head coaching wise, right? Jim Riley, you know, a, a bunch of upperclassmen, Andy Lee, right? Head coach at Edina, we're really starting to lay the foundation, 
you know, for what that program should really be, you know, my first, you know, kind of freshman, sophomore year, you know, we, you know, certainly had some successes, but we didn't quite get over the hump, particularly, you know, at nationals until I think it was 2009 was the kind of St. Thomas's first MCLA national championship. And then kind of went back to back and, and kind of an undefeated year and, um, you know, in 2010. So, you know, while you could say, you know, sort of the class that I was in, you know, which is more to my teammates credit than it is mine, uh, you know, was a big part of turning it around. It, it was it was largely led by a lot of the upperclassmen at the time. We were just the ones that benefited from it the most. And then uh, we talked about this probably a week or two ago when we were together last. Uh, you know, what was what was that trend? I know this was the similar time. Uh, you know, into coaching, what was your start into coaching and making that transition from, you know, player to coach? Yeah, I started coaching, I think it was around, you know, my junior year of college, I want to say, um, you know, I started coaching at St. Thomas Academy, um, you know, Joey Costello might be a familiar name to, you know, some of the uh, you know, sort of more tenured guys in the lacrosse community. I, I think eventually like John Hasbarga and Jesse Amar, a few folks when, you know, Scott Tapiao kind of way back was the head coach of St. Thomas Academy, um, you know, but I, I think after maybe the, it might've been the first year or second year, um, you know, Scott resigned um, and then John Barnes kind of stepped in to be uh, the head coach at St. Thomas Academy at the time was pulled up to the varsity level to really help kind of lead the defense you know, lead transition, et cetera. You know, I think Barnes would, would admittedly say it more so way back then he wasn't an expert right in lacrosse. So we, we largely led a lot of the X's and O's and strategy, um, you know, in sort of the day to day, you know, practices. And, you know, he was the glue that kind of held, held much of it together, but, you know, they had a squad, you know, back then, you know, Sean Hickey, you know, was there, you had, you know, uh, Cutter Kelly, you had Dylan Potasic, um, you, you know, a uh, couple of other guys, you know, Luke Marks was the head coach for a little while that, that was playing during that time. Um, you know, James Riley, like there, there were there were a number of guys that were really, really good players that we had an opportunity to coach while they were at STA, uh, which was great. Um, you know, down the road, you know, at that point in time, you're probably coaching for a little bit of different reasons, right? You're a college kid. You, you need a couple bucks, right, or two. And then it, it just happens to be great that you're also, you know, coaching, um, you know, not too far from, from you know, kind of the University of St. Thomas is campus, you know, but eventually got pulled over, um, you know, through my best friend to this day uh, by by Andrew Larson, um, kind of the, you know, the Jefferson alum. That was the connection that kind of brought me over, you know, between him and, you know, Hall of Fame head coach, um, Scott Cater. So, you know, I think I, I probably jumped, um, you know, over to their ship might've been back in 2013 ish, um, somewhere around then. And, uh, uh yeah, we, we had a great, great experience there. Um, especially in, you know, 2015, 2016, incredibly competitive, you know, squads, um, you know, that actually were duking it out with prior Lake. I, I remember the one year in, I think it was 15, you know, they were an undefeated one seed. We were an undefeated two seed in the, in the state section or in the, the section final. Right. It was one of the most intense section final games I think I've ever I've ever been to. The stands were packed. It was a unbelievable, uh, you know, environment, um, you know, but ended up, uh, you know, kind of transitioning away from Jefferson, especially as I got more involved coaching at the University of St. Thomas. It's uh, it's so hard to do, um, 
you know, college, high school, club, and try and like have a family, um, you know, and and work right to to pay your bills. Uh, so ended up stepping away from Jefferson, but Fleck uh, ended up kind of pulling me right into uh, you know Prior Lake uh, to help out back in. Uh, I think it was back in 2018 then. So and the rest is sort of history. Um, I'm loving the name drops on this episode of just some like vintage lacrosse people, uh, that I forgot about, like a, like a Joey Costello name drop. Unbelievable. Uh, but I do, I, you jumped over to like into kind of the, the overview, which we appreciate and like the Jefferson thing, but I do want to bring up probably your greatest season, the 2012, 14, U14, uh, B Bloomington bear season with, uh, yours truly, um, and I, I don't know if you remember, I still think about this, the 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 district playoffs where the, the top three teams got to go to state. Yep. And so um, we're playing, we lose in the semis to Edina. So it's Edina versus Edina for the championship of the district. They mm-hmm. both get to, so they both get to go to state. So it's just like kind of a bragging rights game. So yep. then it's, it's Bloomington Bears, 14B versus Chaska Chan, 14B at at Ch- chan so they get a home game like districts just happen to be just like state tournament for all those years they yeah. just like put it in their own backyard and we won three to two in overtime never been so excited in my life just the most unsung hero a kid who had what like one goal the entire year gets jammed a force feed on the crease he catches it unbelievably just turns around rips it goal I didn't even, I was just like, oh my God, I don't know if you remember that, but it was just an unbelievable season with those, with those kids. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. Coaching the, the good old bears. I, I probably still have some swag, uh, you know, hanging around somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that was a, uh, you know, total blast of a summer. I, you know, you and I, I, um, I'm trying to remember was who are Cody Hendricks with us that year. Yeah. Cody Hendricks was there. Um, yeah. Who God? Who was that? Who was that? Colby for a while that was out of uh, Bjorn, Bjorn Knutson. Yeah. Um. Wow. You know. I think. Uh. Yeah. We had we had a couple couple guys. We had a great staff. You know. Back then. Uh. Yeah. Coaching coaching fourteen. You know. UB. But yeah. To- total blast. And uh. Yeah. Pulled pulled through three to two as you said. Yeah. Um. No. That that year. I I remember. You know. Back then, it was especially at like Bloomington Youth you know, given the leadership at the time and current leadership, uh, it was kind of like you just got paired with another Duluth guy. Mm. And so they're <laughs> like, oh, Ted, you're going to be coaching with Sam Kepner. He's a St. Thomas guy. And everybody's like, yeah. St. Thomas, like, yeah. oh my God, like, can we believe it? Like a St. Thomas guy <laughs> is going to be coaching at Bloomington. Uh, and that was just, it was awesome coaching with you. And that was such a fun year of, you know, like you'd think like, oh, it's B lacrosse. It's a lot, you know, it's headaches, but it really wasn't. It was super fun. And yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like it, uh, you know, well, even when I joined, you know, prior Lake, um, you know, with, with Flack, like I, I, they were all Duluth guys, right. I'm the only Tommy kind of coming in, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's always fun, you know, between, you know, especially for, for me, right. Like we never back then we never played Duluth, right. They were in a little bit, of, they were, they were an MCLA D one, right. And, you know, had some unbelievable squads. So there was always the battle of, well, who, you know, who would beat who, you know, from way back in the day, I think we, you know, we scrimmaged a few times, but, uh, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta get through the Duluth barrier that sometimes exists in, uh, Bloomington, a few other associations. Cause, uh, those guys stick together for sure. 
Uh, moving on from Bloomington to Prior Lake, you, you, you started to kind of kick it off. Uh, joining the staff in 2018, uh, my brother was on the team, so you kind of joined in right when my all my attention was was on the squad. Um, you know, not only just because I was an alum, but because my brother was still playing. Um, you've quiet. I, I'm going to say quietly. I'm. I feel like you've quietly been on the staff for five years. Um, you know, I feel like Prior Lake. All eyes are on Prior Lake all the time. Um, but, but quietly you've kind of, I feel like, I feel like, and, and you may have a different opinion. I feel like you've been on the staff quietly for five years. Um, you know, what, what's your time been like? Do you, do you feel like it's been quick? I feel like it was yesterday you joined. Um, what's your, your time been like in the community? You know, you live in prior Lake, um, you're involved in the youth and, uh, now you're taking it over, obviously, you know, five years later. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, um, quietly been on the staff is something that is uh, sort of music to my ears. I mean, the reality is it's not about me, right? It's about the kids, um, you know, and kind of the culture and, and the success that they've had. I've, you know, I'm just a small puzzle piece right in that, you know, that picture. So, you know, they deserve all, all the attention, um, you know, deservedly so, but it's, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a wild ride, um, you know, I'm, you know, joining back in, you know, 2018, um, you know, with a heck of a staff between, you know, Flack and Casey, you know, you know, Offerman, Kloss, right, et cetera. You know, we, we just had a ton of fun and, you know, and, uh, you know, I think had kids that, um, you know, just were incredibly, you know, committed and have been a, you know, sort of a consistent part of the community, especially friendship and relationship wise, like since they were kids, right? So it was a, a ton of fun to be able to, you know, kind of hop on the prior lake bandwagon at, at that point in time and, you know, start to learn, um, you know, just how other successful programs, you know, kind of run their shop, you know, prior lake is pretty, you know, kind of laid back, I would say, uh, pretty relaxed, pretty chill, especially, you know, practice wise, you know, not that things don't get competitive and aggressive, um, you know, and you grind, but there's, you know, there's maybe just a little bit of a different mentality and approach behind, you know, certain things that for the Lakers has worked, um, you know, I think incredibly well, you know, 18 was a, you know, a crazy year that was, um, I think riddled with a lot of injuries, um, and it, it was, it, it ended up working out really well. Cause you had a lot of, you know, maybe what would have been second or third line guys, you know, have to be first line, right. Or second line guys and get a ton of reps to a point where, you know, when everybody was back healthy, right. At the end of the year, like that, 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 you know, engine was humming right along, um, you know, on really all, all sides of the ball at that particular time. So yeah, 18 was a blast. I think, um, you know, kind of was it 19, you know, proved to be, I feel like what we all know now prior Lake wise as like your typical season where you start slow, you know, everybody forgets about you a little bit, you figure it out. And then, you know, again, you've, you've got some stuff that, uh, you know, puts you in a position to compete, you know, as you get closer to June, I think we were one in maybe three to start that season too. So, you know, first two years to go back to back, you know, state champs was pretty, pretty ridiculous, obviously, um, you know, tough to beat. I think um, five years seems, uh, you know, it seems, you know, maybe not long enough in that like COVID sort of threw a wrench, right. And, and everything for, 
you know, kind of a couple, couple of years there. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, every year we've been in the state championship, right. Since I've been around. So, um, you know, luckily have, have won a few, unfortunately have, have, uh, you know, lost a couple, um, particularly last minute, but, um, you know, even to, to be there is an incredibly rewarding experience and, you know, one that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely lucky, uh, lucky to have. Um, one question that kind of popped to my head as you, as you were speaking, you know, you've coached with and on three different programs between St. Thomas, I guess, you know, you could say St. Thomas college and the high school. And then between, uh, the, the prior Lake Lakers and Jefferson, you know, what, what are some differences, you know, on different staffs, you know, that, that you've been a part of, um, you know, not saying one's good or bad, but you know, what, what are some differences that you've seen and experienced and, um, you know, taken away from the different programs, um, you know, that, that you've been a part of. I'll, I'll, um, you know, maybe pick on a couple of different programs, um, you know, maybe, maybe starting with sort of some of my more recent experience at Bloomington Jefferson. I, I mean, you know, Scott Cater, right. Kate's, um, you know, sort of the silver Fox as I'll joke. Um, I'm sure he'll love that. Um, you know, he, you know, he's a hall of fame coach, you know, for a reason, you know, he's at, I think over 200 wins, you know, at the high school level, you know, unmatched by, you know, anybody else. And, you know, he, he is a, um, you know, he is a planner, you know, he, he wants to ensure, you know, headed into the season, you know, your, your entire staff top to bottom. And, and I would extend that into your off season coaches, you know, as well as some of your senior leadership, right? Like you have an idea of what, you know, what we expect, you know, over the course of the year, here's ideally what we're going to implement, right? Here's when we're going to implement it. Uh, scheme wise, you know, what do we want to want? What do we want to run and, and kind of why, um, you know, and then ensuring every day, right, you've got a strategy, particularly through practice plans, film sessions, weight room, etc. You know, so you can put yourself in the best position to, you know, try and realize your goal. So, you know, there is a, you know, an agenda, and I would say a purpose behind, you know, everything that, um, you know, everything that that program does. You know, I think one of the things that I've always appreciate, appreciated about Cater, especially as, as I was, you know, younger coach at the time, you know, is that he empowers his staff, um, you know, to come up with ideas, to make recommendations, to run with a game plan. That doesn't mean that he's not going to try and poke holes in it, right? And he's not going to ask some questions and, you know, make sure that, uh, uh, you know, he understands why you're proposing, you know, what you do, but he you know, he lets you, you know, to the extent you've earned it, right, run that show on whatever side of the ball, you know, you're responsible for, which is great. And then he can, you know, especially on game day, right, he can be kind of that air traffic controller, right, making sure that, um, you know, all all sides, um, you know, are, are are doing what they need to, you know, kind of on and off the field. So, you know, I think, um, you know, just the proactive you know, kind of planning nature is, is definitely something that I, you know, I took from Kate's, um, it, you know, and I think about, you know, sort of St. Thomas, you know, I've had two, two different head coaches there when I was, you know, a defensive coordinator, you know, Brian Gross, who, who was a coach when I was kind of playing there. So he'd been kind of with the program a long time, you know, and now, you know, Jason King, um, you know, who's been there for several years, you know, longtime Tommy guy played with them, you know, one of my best friends, roommates, you know, in college, you know, I think the thing about St. Thomas is, um, 
you know, I, I think it, it, a lot of it starts with um, sort of your team, right. And your family, you know, and the brotherhood, um, you know, I think usually they're kicking off fall ball for the, you know, probably a week or two weeks into school, right. To get kids, especially younger kids, you know, freshmen into school, you know, kind of acclimated into a community, right. Cause you, you know, especially when you're in college, you know, particularly when you're coming from out of town, maybe a ways away, like, you know, you're, you're trying to build a whole new network, right. So there's a lot that I think is done, you know, kind of culturally with that program, you know, starting in the fall, um, which ends up being oftentimes player led because it's just part of the DNA, you know, that takes place in uh, September and October. You know, they usually give all the kids November, December off just to be kids and, and students and get good grades, you know, but I, I think that's where, um, you know, kind of since I'm, I've, I've been around, I think there's a huge component into, you know, just culture at St. Thomas, right. Family, that brotherhood, right. The alumni connection, you know, and then, and then too, like, I, I think as a staff, um, you know, I, I, I would argue that, um, you know, there isn't an MCLA team that's more prepared than St. Thomas on game day. Um, that's what, that's why they win. Right. They win because of that and they win because they have great players. Right. And they've had great players for a long time and a good culture, you know, but I, I think they're, um, you know, between their game plans, their scouting report, you know, sort of the grind of practice, particularly as you get into, um, you know, your conference tournament, eventually into nationals. Um, you know, I, I think there's not a ton of things that necessarily surprise them. Right. And if if they do, um you know, you, you'll see some significant adjustments made at halftime and they may not seem significant. Um, you know, just little tweaks uh, sometimes here and there that usually, you know, you know, usually help them, you know, gain some momentum in the second half if they, you know, dug a hole right at times. So, uh, you know, th those are some of the things that I think about probably St. Thomas wise. Hopefully that helps. No, no, that those were those are great breakdowns. Um, you know, I think I think the next question, you know, for you is, you know, what you know, going, moving up from an assistant to head coach, um, you know, again, I not probably, you know, crazy huge tweaks or, or changes, but you know, what are the Lakers going to look like under you? One word I heard you just say probably a hundred times was prepared. Um, you know, what, what, what I, and, and uh, working next to you, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that word. And, um, you know, that's something that, uh, that that's a word that describes you well, you know, what, 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 what does that word mean for you? And 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 how are you going to how are you going to be prepared? Um, and how are you going to make sure the Lakers are prepared? You know, under your tenure. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe before I sort of jump in with that answer, I mean, it's you know part of my goal and sort of a you know applying you know to be the head coach of Prior Lake, you know, was to try and ensure that you know kind of the the culture, you know, the tradition, the success of Prior Lake you know, Laker lacrosse continues, you know, kind of dating back, especially to, you know, everything that, that Fleck, you know, the boosters, the community, you know, your old, you know, kind of YLM guys, um, you know, everything that they started, you know, years and years ago. I mean, I've seen how, uh, you know, everything has run, you know, firsthand, you know, for a number of years now and, and kind of, we've already touched on that. So there's, there's some core elements that, um, you know, I, I, I hope, very much look the same Laker wise, you know, year over year, um, you know, part, you know, especially for, you know, you know, guys that have been in it, right. The alumni, you know, the parents that have been close, you know, some of the teams that they're competing against, um, you know, but to, to pick on, 
you know, kind of the, the term of prepared, um, you, you know, I, I don't know that that looks super different, right? I don't, I don't plan on making a ton of changes to the way Prior Lake, you know, has done things. You know, that said, there are going to be some changes. Um, you know, I've been on a round robin tour over the last weeks, you know, specifically, you know, meeting with our AD a couple times, you know, meeting with our kind of senior captain leaders, our coaching staff, right? Booster clubs meeting next week, um, you know, hoping to connect with, you know, Heather on the girls' side. I've got some time with Laker performance, um, you, you know, so you know, there, there are some things that I, I think more about in the off season, um, that I'd love to find a way to do more, whether that's getting into the weight room as a team, um, whether that's, uh, you know, maybe potentially finding ways to do, you know, kind of small sided box lacrosse, you know, kind of complementary to the field stuff they typically do in Minnetonka, um, you know, just ensuring that as a program, you know, maybe we're connecting more consistently throughout the year too. Um, you know, but then I, I think come, you know, in season, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, ideally there's a lot of rinse and repeat right into how we practice, why we practice the way we do, you know, how we scout, how we watch film, you know, as a team, how involved we are between nine, 10 JV varsity, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I think have helped us be prepared, um, you know, and have, uh, you know, sort of help us stay loaded right year over year that um, I hope continue to pay, you know, dividends for the school. Uh, maybe the one other thing that I'll mention, and sorry for rambling, is that, um, you know, I, I think there's an element of being prepared that also starts at the youth level. Right? And Prior Lake, I, I don't know youth sizes of, of different communities, but between boys and girls, like you got a youth program, you know, over 300 kids and you know, thankfully, a lot of our high school coaches are super involved in in the youth program. You know, a lot of other parents, other community members as well. And you know, how are their thing? You know, what are the things that we can do at that level to make sure that it's fun for kids, right? You've got good retention, that kids are moving, um, you know, and that you keep you keep kids coming back, and and also, you know, you're competitive, right? And you're growing. Um, you know, so I, I think there, there are some things, um, you know, especially with your, your older upper high school classmen that I want to start to do, you know, with the youth program and just promoting a little bit of extra involvement. We've had some kids that have been super involved, which is great. Uh, but that stuff, you know, go, goes a long way. And certainly there's some other sports that, uh, you know, I think have got some good pre best practices that we can, we can learn from. Uh, before my last two, I'll ask one. Then Ted, if you if you got anything, you can feel free to jump in here. Uh, you talked about the youth program. Um, a lot of people look uh, to PL as the standard, both on the boys and girls side for the youth program. Uh, you've I know you personally again working you know alongside you 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 you've dove into the youth program. Um, you know, for, for other coaches and, and board members that are listening to this podcast, um, who, who are involved in the youth, who, you know, maybe want to help grow their youth program or, or make it better. Um, you know, what, what, what do you recommend? Um, you know, what, 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 what can the coaches do and what can the people in the community do to, to help support their youth program and, um, you know, help it, help it be sustainable and, and, you know, become, you know, really a machine, hopefully where you can plug people in 
and you know it goes well i think the, the you know you sort of answered the the question i feel like in your your question and that is you know for you know people that want to get involved whether they have a kid you know that's interested in playing has been playing or, or you know they're just looking to give back you know the most important question they can ask is how can they help <laughs> and i can promise you that you know there isn't a youth program across the state prior lake included that you know wouldn't gladly accept more volunteers whether you're you know in prior lakes case you know looking for help to run you know kind of one of the biggest minnesota youth tournaments in the summer right you, <laughs> which takes an army of volunteers and uh um uh, you know, different dibs hours that people are, you know, submitting to, um, to actually help in, you know, potentially even coach games, right. Or, you know, hand out equipment. If you're doing a rental program, you know, I, I think for, you know, for prior Lake, I think we've always wanted to try and give kids options, um, and try and offer options throughout the year. You know, we're big on, as I think plenty of other programs are, offering free trial across events, right, boys and girls, where you can, you know, you come prepared with sticks and kind of some of the softer squishy balls because people aren't wearing helmets just to get, you know, new kids acclimated and immersed and exposed, uh, you know, to the program. You know, I think about, um, you know, for us, um, you know, that it's not just, a season that starts in, you know, kind of May and goes through the end of July, you know, there are options in the fall, there are options in the winter, you know, that we also provide because guess what, like kids are busy in the summer, mom and dad are busy, right in the summer, you know, they've got cabins, they've got work, they got family trips, um, you know, so sometimes you not, might not be able to grab somebody, um, you know, when they're younger, the first few years of U6, right, or U8, but maybe you can get them in the fall. Maybe you can get them for a while in the winter, and then eventually they decide, yeah, I really like this. Like, I'm all in. I do want to sign up for the spring, and they can make, you know, those types of commitments. So it, it can't just be a, you know, sort of spring, you know, take it or leave it, you know, opportunity. Um, and I think as part of that, too, you know, youth associations also need to be, um, you know, supportive of kids playing different clubs, right? There's a million of them that, that are out there. They all have their own, you know, advantages. But if as long as the kids are playing and presumably they're getting better um, and they're having a great time, like, you know, mission mission accomplished, right? They're, you know, you, you can't always uh, put a big wall up, right? And do everything in-house within your own program and, you know, have have the type of success that you want. Dad, what do you got? Yeah, I, I actually just um I really like all that stuff about the youth program. I think um, you know, just people getting involved and helping out is is just massive because I it leads to a better experience across the board for everybody and um you know, parents included too. You know, I think until a kid is 16 years old and gets their driver's license, a parent is just as committed to the sport as the kid is, you know, they have to get them there. They have to volunteer. They have to help. They, and so, you know, when things are more organized, when there's more opportunities um, that can make the experience better for the parents too. And essentially that gets the kid there more. And then, you know, they, they fall in love with the game. So I'm glad you touched on that. Um, but I pulled up the prior Lake 2024 schedule on the uh, South suburban website 
I don't know how accurate this is. I know things change. Um, I was more curious. You guys had a pretty beefy out of conference schedule. We know the South Suburban, you're going to get everybody's best game in the South Suburban every year. Uh, but, you know, it looks like you play a lot of the same teams again out of conference. Uh, are there any new any new out of conference matchups that might be um, that just interesting for you guys uh, in in twenty twenty four? Uh, we, our our schedule is still a bit of a work in progress, right? So what you what you see posted, you know, man, you know, the final version may adjust a little bit. I, I think technically there's still kind of one open um, game on our schedule that we're looking to to, to schedule. Um, you know, to the extent somebody's you know interested in playing, whether we go you know there, you know they come to us, right? We can kind of work through some of those details. Um, but I think the the short story is much of our schedule for 2024 is going to look pretty similar to what it looked like in 2023. I mean, we want to play the best programs in the state, right? Iron, iron sharpens iron, um, you know, but I think also want to make sure that we're, you know, kind of stretching ourselves outside of the little, you know, 15 minute radius that folks like to live within. Um, you know, that's why I think getting up into Stillwater, you know, has been a great experience last year, right? Getting up to up to Duluth was was great, um, especially from a team bonding perspective. Would love to get, you know, kind of a longer away trip, not probably in 2024. I think ship ship has sailed on that one, but more 2025. Who knows? Maybe we get out to Moorhead, right? Or something like that. Um, you know, I, I, but I, I think, um, uh, you know, you'll still see a lot of your same teams, um, you know, Benilde, right. In, in, in particular, you know, all of our conference teams, a good chunk of our section teams, um, you know, I, I think we'll end up seeing, um, you know, can we get, uh, you know, can we get up to Buffalo, um, you know, again, or have them come our way. So I think there'll be a few, you know, repeats. Um, I don't, you know, I don't plan on shaking the Etch-A-Sketch up and sort of starting from, from scratch. You know, I, I think the, you know, the one sort of good thing in a way that's happened is that with some of these co-op teams, right. It's, it's allowed a few extra, you know, kind of non-conference, um, section games as, as some of those teams have consolidated a little bit. So, you know, I, we're, you know, we're willing to play anybody, you know, I think geography isn't, you know, a huge, um, you know, barrier for us necessarily. So, you know, we may see a few adjustments more headed into 2025, but yeah, 2023, a lot of the same teams. You said the word, sorry to jump in here, Ted. I know this is your section of questioning, but Kepner said the word. And it's on the list of of the listeners' questions. People have been asking our thoughts on Section 6 and more, more big-time programs coming to Section 6, and I assume I know your answer because I know my answer, and, you know, I it is what it is, right? But uh, any thoughts on Section 6 and a, and a couple of bigwigs coming in and joining the party? I mean, section six, it's, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. Cause it's, it's already been the toughest section in the state, you know, and you add, you know, Shaco and, and you add Eden Prairie into it. And it's like, what are we, what are we doing here guys? Like it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's essentially a mini state tournament, you know, before the state tournament is really what it's turned into. Um, you know, I'd love to see some adjustment at, you know, some point, but that's not something that I can solve for. Um, 
you know, but I think, you know, section six has always been, you know, just a, you know, just this grim reaper, right. Of a section, uh, for really a, a long time now, it's not new news. Um, you know, but I, I think you'll, you know, you'll see a lot of the same teams I estimate, you know, look into, you know, compete at the top. And I, I think you'll, um, you know, you, you know, you've, you've had, you know, I, I would say don't sleep on Eden Prairie. Um, I think they've got some younger talent um, that's now getting older. Um, you know, they might not have had the win-loss record that they would have liked um, over the last year or two. But, you know, they've got some studs, um, you know, that are really high-level contributors, you know, that are going to compete. I mean, Shakopee's obviously, um, you know, been a powerhouse over the last, you know, several years. Sure, do they have some kids that are graduating? Yeah, but who doesn't? Um, you know, so I anticipate that they'll be back. I mean, Rosemount, um, you know, you talk about a, you know, a team that has been incredibly close from getting over the hump, you know, for, for a long time that if you sleep on them for a minute, right. Or let alone a quarter, like they're, they're going to eat you up too, right. They always come prepared with Lansing teams. So, you know, Edina, right. Is, is going to be a squad. I mean, they've, they've, I think been in the section final for a number of years now too, and have got some, you know, I think some, you know, underclassmen that are finally going to be juniors or, or at least seniors. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know, like anybody could win, you know, this section, it's kind of a, a nightmare where when you look at it, like your, your quarterfinal game is probably more difficult than some of the first rounds of the state tournament, like literally. Um, so I'll be curious to see how many, you know, top 10 ranked teams there are in this section kind of throughout the course of the year. But I, I don't know, man, I, I, it's tough to predict. Um, I just hope that uh, the Lakers are the one, uh, you know, victorious at the end of the day. I was uh, thinking about that the other day about there could be multiple top 10, like the final regular regular season poll multiple top 10 teams on the road in a section quarterfinal in section six, multiple, not yep. just like last year. I think maybe Jefferson went to Rosemount in the five, four game mm-hmm. and Jefferson maybe wasn't ranked, but they were kind of in that top 10 ish. Uh, and that was like kind of a big thing. Like, Oh my gosh, like that's a tough quarterfinal. But now I don't even know what to say. Like, I mean, there could be multiple teams. Um, the the eventual state championship champion could have a road game in a section quarter, um, uh, and which could ha- happen any year. But this makes it yep. a lot more realistic, and it's probably bringing back memories of that 2015 um, section three. I believe you guys were in with Rose Mountain, Prior Lake, and no, it yep. was still it was still section six back then, and yep. it was but a. We had- we had four top 10 teams in the state, I think, that year in our section. It was nuts. So um, maybe yeah. five. Like if East, I think Eastview might have been in. Like I, it was, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And so that will be something interesting. Um, you know, it seems to happen every year that the, they, they realign everything and then it just moves a, a tough section to another tough section. But um, yeah, I mean, the. Like you could literally be playing six of uh, the top six teams in the state in a row on your mm-hmm. state turn state final, whether that's prior lake or anyone in section six. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, 
you know, it's been crazy, you know, as long as I've, you know, kind of been around coaching, you know, kind of south of the river, right on, on that side. So, you know, the craziness can continues. I think, uh, you know, misery loves company, right? Like we'll, we'll take them all, you know, at some point, you know, you know, bring, bring Benil, bring Chan, you know, bring, you know, bring, you know, still water, like just put them all in section six, you know, we'll see what happens. So. Todd, what else do you got? I, I think that that was my my main question. Just looking at the schedule, um, I think I did a write up on Prior Lake a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, replacing a lot of holes on the defensive side of uh, some you know really big contributors that have been around, but you do get a lot of guys back. Uh, maybe less of a transition player wise this year than this past season mm-hmm. uh, or this upcoming season. So. Um, you know, I think, I don't know, personally, I think, you know, the Lakers are in a really good spot, you know, coming off obviously as a state runner up, um, to be in a really good spot, to be really good again. I'm sure you guys will, you know, throw a few games early to make everybody think that you're not good. Any, you know, not, oh, they're, they're done. It's over. Uh, and then you turn it on late. Uh, but, um, you know, I think it's a squad that has a lot of gamers that, um, you know, have some big game experience and, you know, do have to replace some people, but, um, get a lot of guys back. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you kind of hit it on the head. I think there's, uh, a lot of upperclassmen, um, I would say almost on every side of the ball that we do, you know, that we are getting back, you know, especially on offense with our attack unit. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be, uh, impossible to replace a player like, you know, Ben Mickett. Um, you know, w- wish, wish he could go like on a super senior year or something like that. Um, you know, so I think there, there's some questions and some, I would say opportunities on the midfield side in particular, um, defense, right. Included with some long poles, I think lucky to get some guys like CJ Sheffield and, you know, Tushy who's been playing since he was a fr- uh, freshman, um, you know, uh, you know, back as well, you know, including, you know, a couple of other younger classmen that have been playing up or at least bubble kids, right. Getting exposure and acclimated. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, we're we're already looking forward to what the spring, you know, has in store, um, you know, but you got to go earn it. Right. So the road to success, it's under construction and, you know, injuries happen, you know, weird stuff happens. So, you know, kind of w- we'll figure the depth chart out as the season progresses. It'll look totally different at the end of the year, you know, relative to the beginning. And, um, you know, like I said, with sort of this grind of a section, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully we're the ones standing at the end. All right, final two questions. Then we'll get you out of here. I know it's past your bedtime. Uh it's the off season, middle of the off season. What are you what are you into in the off season? What do you what do you like to do? What are you watching? You know, what 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 is it? What what's your off season look like? So I'm a um, you know, my off season, I would say is being a professional chauffeur for kids. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, you know, hockey has ramped up, right? So you got, you know, Beckett and the might program, you got Declan doing rookie mites, um, you know, soccer was overlapping for a while. Right. And, um, you you know, you just, you know, school, there's just a million commitments where, you know, you've got an off season, maybe lacrosse wise, but like your kids don't get an off season. (laughs) Um, or at least if you're a parent, right, there's never an off season. So I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of, 
you know, making sure that they're, you know, they're to whatever they need to be right. Any given day. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's probably, you know, responsibility, you know, number one, you know, I think two is, uh, you, you know, at, at this point, like just enjoying a lot of sports, you know, in-laws have, uh, tickets to the, you know, go for football games, you know, so we, we like to go to a lot of those, especially when it's a little bit warmer out, you know, a couple of weeks ago was, uh, you know, a little chilly, um, uh, you know, but we, we made the best of it, you know, still had some fun, um, you know, but then, you know, cheering on, you know, kind of a somber Viking squad, you know, at the moment and, you know, some of the other Minnesota sports teams is, uh, you know, always a good time. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's probably been it. And, and then just, you know, kind of what we talked about already, just trying to connect with a bunch of folks proactively to, you know, start to iron out some of the high school stuff, even iron out some of the youth stuff too, just headed into the spring, um, you know, kind of keep, keep, keeps me busy. Right. That's for sure. Um, I felt like there's a second part to your question that I totally forgot. No, that, that, that answers the off season. I got a second question for you and, and, and you're a listener, you're a longtime listener. Uh, so you probably know what's coming. Um, you know, what, what is your alley? You know, this could be, uh, you know, something you're, maybe passionate about right now. Maybe it's uh this month thing, this year thing. Maybe it's a lifelong thing. I don't know. Um, you can kind of take it any direction you want, but uh, you know, for the fans, you know, what, what's your alley? Yeah. Um, I'll make a, maybe a poor joke in that, um, you know, Lakers don't want to get to the alley. We want the middle, right. So we can, we can shoot at the full net. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll maybe tease and, and, and go that route. Um, I think the uh, it maybe two things alley wise, and first of them might be a little bit of a you know sort of cliche, but I'll 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 say it anyway. And that um, you know I, I think at the, at the moment you know with you know just a couple family members that are you know sort of pretty sick, um, you know I think the you know so one thing that's top of mind is just uh, making sure that you know you can live every day, every week, every month, right? Like to your fullest, right. Enjoy the ride right along the way. Um, you know, you can't wait until you're older or you're retired and play the what if game, right. To check stuff off, you know, on your bucket list. So, you know, whether they're little things, right. Or big things, um, you know, find a way to, you know, do whatever brings, you know, fulfillment, you know, to your life, um, you know, personally, professionally, spiritually, right. You can, you can describe that in a bunch of different dimensions, um, you know, so that's, that's one, um, maybe soppy part of the answer. Um, you know, I think the second part to me it gets a, a little bit back to, you know, kind of s- some of what we've hit along the way today. And that is, um, you know, I, I think the, you know, I've gotten a ton of fulfillment lately with, you know, sort of two worlds colliding in my life. You know, I, lacrosse and my family used to always be separate. Right. Um, I had a lacrosse family, you know, whether it's club, whether it's high school, whether it's, um, you know, college stuff, you know, that, you know, I was, you know, always spending time with. Right. Depending on the time of year, you know, and then I had my real family. Right. And they didn't, you know, with, with my wife, right, my kids and they didn't always overlap. Right. Now, don't take that to mean that, you know, my family isn't supportive. They're incredibly supportive. That's part of the reason why I continue to coach and I'm thankful to you know, to have that, that support. But I think it's been super exciting over the last year um, in in particular where, you know, I've gotten, you know, my kids, they're involved in lacrosse um, and I think having a blast with it, it's been really interesting teaching kids how to cradle and throw 
you know, <laughs> which is a very humbling experience, right? When you're used to coaching some older kids, um, but it's been super fun. And I think, you know, those kids, um, and I would also say the parents have developed some really, really good relationships. Um, you know, I, I just last you know week, I'm walking into Dakota Ice Center, you know, see a couple dads that I coached with and had kids on the team, you know, dab them up. They say congrats, right, on the new gig. You know, I'm at Rookie Mites practice with Declan, right, skating. And, I, you know, I, I get, you know, one of the little youth guys coming up saying, hey, Coach Kep, right? Like, I don't know, to me, just being more involved in the community, um, you know, and kind of, you know, building some of those relationships that hopefully continue, right, for a long, long time has been, um, you know, I think a, a big part of my alley as of late. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, just want to say congrats on on the new gig, Coach Cap. And, uh, you know, welcome to well, you've been a part of it. But, you know, congrats on taking the lead of, you know, the Laker lacrosse community and, um, you know, excited, uh, excited for the community, excited for you. Yeah, appreciate you, you having me on again. And yeah, thanks for for everything you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh you know, future rants, future blogs, future podcasts. And uh, yeah, excited to see what 2024 has in store. Let's get it. Let's get it. Awesome. Thanks for coming down the alley with us. All right. Thanks, fellas. See ya. And thanks to Coach Cap for coming down the alley. Awesome interview. Uh, just so well-spoken, uh, prepared, right? Prepared was the word of the night. Um, you know, he's going to bring kind of that energy, right? Every, every head coach, you know, from Fleck to Casey now to Cap, um, you know, are going to bring a different thing, right? They're, they're similar in some ways, but each of them are different as well. And, um, just hearing him speak, I think the word prepared, you know, he comes prepared. He puts great game plans together. He's organized. Um, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a different chapter an interesting chapter and I'm excited for him. And, um, you know, he's going to bring a different element, uh, you know, to the Laker, Laker lacrosse, um, you know, Ted, what were your thoughts on, you know, hearing him speak and, um, you know, talk about, you know, his experiences. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I love Sam. Uh, I had a, obviously it was a long time ago, but when I got to coach with him that one season, it was a great, um, experience. Uh, you know, he, you know, we were both pretty young at the time, but you could tell that, you know, I'm a pretty passionate guy around coaching and, and I could tell he was too. So it was, it was fun to coach with somebody else like that, like a like-minded person. Uh, what's cool to me is that Sam could have probably been a head coach eight years ago somewhere. Um, you know, obviously super knowledgeable, has the experience and, and um, you know, really has, adopted the time into being a D coordinator, being an assistant. Um, when he got to prior Lake at 18, he was, he the D coordinator or was he just more kind of helping out? Uh, he kind of came in as, you know, a second assistant D coordinator, you know, Fleck was kind of running the defense at that point, you know, yeah. for the last few years. So, uh, but I think, yeah, he was handed the keys as a D coordinator at that point. Yeah. And so, like I said, he, he probably didn't need to like earn his stripes through the prior Lake program. Like he is very capable of, he could go up five miles away and probably be a head coach of a program. Right. Um, but he's taken his time 
through the prior lake system. And then even with his time at Jefferson and like really honed his skills and, and like, I couldn't think of a person that's like more ready to be a head coach of a big tradition, uh, big time high school program than him. So, um, you know, I, I agree. I think, um, I don't think the Lakers are going to be going anywhere anytime soon. I know you like to, to maybe, say that maybe they're dead or that they're not going to, you know, you got to try to keep people on their toes. But I think if anybody listened tonight um, or they listen to this episode, you know, they'll see that, you know, he has been in the system long enough to really keep that train moving. And um, it should be, you know, it's always fun to coach against the Lakers in the spring. And I look forward to that again uh, in 2024. Yeah, no, I think I, you know, you, 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 you talk about, Going from Flock to Casey, Casey to Cap, you know they, it's 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 a machine for a reason. Um, you know it's going to be a seamless or as seamless as possible transition. Uh, you know for the Lakers, um, you know I'm pretty I I'm pretty confident in that. Um, you know you, you from him just listen to him speak on this podcast, you can just tell. Um, it's he he's prepared, he's prepared, and he's going to make sure the Lakers are prepared. Um and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to transition here quickly. If you want to be prepared for Thanksgiving, Old Southern Barbecue can help you make sure you're prepared. Uh they got a Thanksgiving deal going on. Uh Ted, you you said this was a this was a barn burning deal. Um you know, they can they can help you out, make sure your family's fed. Um They've also, if you're, if you, if you just want some seasonings or maybe a couple of sauces, make sure you use down the DTA, DTA 15 uh, on their online store. Make sure you get that 15% off through the DTA discount down the alley. Um, they got some awesome deals online. You don't even need our discount. Their prices are so low, but you know, use, use it, use the discount. It's a free 15% off. Um, and th- this Thanksgiving deal is a hell of a deal. Um, a smoked Thanksgiving turkey, 75 bucks, already cooked, ready to go. And then they got the whole dinner with sides for 130. So um, I don't know. This is a hell of a deal, if, if you ask me. I, I would agree. Um, you know, especially if if you're not, you know, you're not in a situation where you, you can cook a huge meal or you got things going on. Maybe your kid plays youth hockey and is in a hockey tournament uh, and you got to prepare for that. Um, instead of dealing with Thanksgiving dinner, that's a good option. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, um, I don't, I don't think you're going to find a better price on the the meal itself. And uh, if it stays cold, I know I was planning on cooking. If it's, if there's snow on the ground and it's cold and I don't want to go outside and cook, I might be going to old Southern smokehouse and just dialing up their Thanksgiving, their Thanksgiving meal. So I don't have to go outside and cook. I, I, again, I'm not guaranteeing that that's not a guarantee for y'all, but it's an, it's an option I'm looking into if there's going to be snow on the ground in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and speaking of food, um, I know, so we haven't really done like, you know, I'm, I'm, I love shouting out old Southern barbecue because you know, delicious, but, um, I did try a new restaurant. Ooh, you have my attention. So this past weekend, a little date night, a little date night oh, action. No, this past weekend was the Great Pumpkin Shootout. In oh Wednesday. yes, yes it was. How and, did we for how haven't we spoken about this tournament yet? What a weekend! Okay, hold on, hold on. We will talk. Okay, 
Great pumpkin shootout. I know we've been positive. We've been positive for over an hour now. Great pumpkin shootout. Solid tournament. But if you want my feedback, they need to figure out how to schedule. Okay. Um, um, who's the homegrown is going around the whole state saying they can schedule better than this. They can schedule better than that. We can help you with your scheduling. You don't even know how to run a block schedule. I go there four games. All right. I'm running the youth field. Ted's running the high school. field. Okay. I'm on the youth field. I got four games. I was there for nine hours. Okay. We need to figure this out, folks. We need to figure this out. Okay. The U12s. Okay. We can go back to back. I, I you will not hear a complaint if my team goes back to back. If we have two games in a day, let's go back to back or a maximum one game, you know, a, a one hour, one game, one slot in between our games. I don't need to be there the whole day. Yeah. I don't um, need to be up in Maple Grove the whole day. Let's figure out how to block schedule homegrown. Yeah, I um I, I love the guys at homegrown uh and gals. There's gals that work there too, but I I connect and deal with in this case, it was two gentlemen that I talked to mostly. Um, awesome dudes. Great tournament. They got all the clubs out together. Uh, and they also were dealt a really crappy hand of having to move uh, move locations for their uh, youth games because they were. Uh, it rained and the field was all, you know, messed up or whatever the grass. So they had to move half the teams to another place. But I, I will say I, I, I was with the high school guys mostly over the weekend and it was still, there were some massive, um, huge breaks in between games. I was, we play at 9am and the next game's at four. That's a problem. That's a problem. Oh, what? Um, I had that same situation. I, I had a bunch of games uh, from, you know, 9 a.m. till I think two. And then the last game of the day, one left was at 610. So I had a four hour break. So I went to Lifetime and sat in the sauna for like 45 minutes because it was 20 degrees outside. Jealous. Uh, I'm actually really jealous of you right that, now. That was a situation. Um, And then. That I was like, all right, I need something to eat. So I just put like food by lifetime, you know, just like where I'm at. And a New York pizza place popped up called Elmer's New York Pizza in Plymouth. You have my attention. Elmer, I'm going to look this up. Um, Keep talking. I, I went there. I got a slice. They do buy the slice there. Um, Got a pepperoni. That's Plymouth. I, I work in Plymouth. Don't, um, you know, I don't go too crazy with pizza. I can just deal with the pepperoni, right? Uh, it was it was good. It was good, not great. Um, awesome crust, really. I, I work very near here. Keep great. talking. I, I'm I'm gonna take your review up here. Keep keep talking. What do we got? The crust, great, crisp. Really had a um, you know, a nice kind of thin New York slice vibe to it. The flavor was not didn't blow me away. I maybe was expecting too much. Um, so. That was it. Was it terrible? No. Was it the best pizza I ever had? No. Um, I'd give it a high six. Okay. Maybe right. seven. Um, and so I'd say it's worth a, a try. It um, looks like a six, eight, you know, just based on their pictures. It looks like a six, eight. Um, so um, they have bagels though. What are the bagels? Yeah, that I, I did not have a, 
a, a bagel there. Um, so that that could maybe maybe that's a secret here. Um, but shouting them out just because I know you like pizza and um we haven't done a restaurant shout out in a while. Um, and so would yeah. you recommend somebody to try it? Like where where I, I, I think if you're in the area, deal is there's not a lot of places you can just go and get a slice of pizza. And they and they have slices? At slice. They had a slice at four o'clock on a Saturday. How much is a slice? I don't know, five, six bucks. I something. Okay. I, okay. I don't yeah. The the I don't remember what it ended up being, but I wasn't like it wasn't cheap. It wasn't like two or three dollars, but I wasn't like, oh my God, like this is outrageously priced. Um, and maybe it was like eight bucks and I got a drink with it. So I, I don't know. Long story short, um, I would say go and try it if you're in the area. Yeah. Like it would be a good option if you're like, pizza sounds good. I want to get a slice. I don't want to order a whole pizza. It could be a good option logistically. Okay. I I work. It doesn't, it looks like it's near my, 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 my office here. So I might, I might go check it out and we might have a follow-up review um, on Elmer's, you know, go, I might go get a slice, you know, why not? Yep. Um, I'm trying to think, did I try? I don't think I tried anywhere new. I don't think I've tried anywhere new this week. So I don't think I've, I don't, I don't think I've anything else food wise. Yeah. I, um, you know, we've been doing our blogs, you know, once a week, kind of going through, um, the lax numbers sort of final 2023 rankings. So I think we're on week six now. So go on the website, check that out. Uh, if you want to, yeah, the source is doing the girls. I'm doing the boys just trying to just kind of give like a quick inside look onto some of the, the teams that might be potential favorites heading into 2024. And then of course, coming up in a few months, we'll start the section deep dives where we really get into all the teams in the section and, and a little bit, it'll be a little bit more intense. Um, this is a quick overview. Uh, maybe just some quick thoughts on teams as, uh, as we head into the kind of into the winter here. I forgot to ask cop. I'm uh well, I am. And I, and he better be uh, running in a 5k uh, tomorrow. As of the drop of this episode, Saturday, so two days from now, uh, running a little 5K, uh, big fundraiser for a, for a teacher, uh, one of the golf coaches. Um, you know, he has a health situation. So I'm going to be running a 5K. I'm going to be pushing the players, boys and girls lacrosse players specifically. If they lose to me, if they lose to me tomorrow, they're going to hear about it. They're going to, they're going to hear because we're going to brunch after. We're going to brunch after. So they're going to be, if I, if I beat some of these players in a 5k, I'm going to let them know at brunch how slow they are. Cause I haven't ran a one mile, nonetheless, 5k. I think that's like three miles, right? Yeah. If I beat them in a race, they're going to hear about it. They're going to hear all about it. Uh, Yeah. I don't remember how the last time I ran three miles nonetheless one it's been years yeah i don't know i don't i wouldn't want to be that guy i would be that guy that would lose to you but i wouldn't want to be that guy <laughs> yeah no it's that's gonna be it's gonna be tough so um 
yeah, if you want to support the 5K, uh, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., Prior Lake High School, uh, highly recommend. Great cause. Um, you know, it's for for a local teacher coach. Um, yeah, come out, come out and support. Uh, I thought I had one more thing, but I don't know if I do. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I know we have a couple interesting guests coming through the pipeline here. We, I know you, I've been seeing you. Uh, I've been getting copied on emails, on group texts, on getting everything scheduled. So, um, the, you know, stay tuned for some interesting stuff coming up the uh, uh, up through the pipeline here. Uh, but you know, we're excited to start getting a little closer to lacrosse season and and uh, you know when those winter leagues start and. Uh, we get to kind of get that first look. So the rumor mill, once winter league start, the rumor mill starts, starts pumping. Uh, you're right. I am working on a couple of guests. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. A couple of interesting guests, interesting guests. Um, hopefully a couple of great interviews here. Um, you know, at different corners of the, the lacrosse world in Minnesota. Um, I'm trying to hit them all, trying to line them up. So, um, we're, you know, we're going to keep them rolling here. Um, you know, we're getting away from prior Lake, you know, the people that are, Oh, you got our prior Lake guy on. We're getting away from prior Lake here. We got a couple of interviews, um, you know, outside of PL. So, uh, stay tuned. I don't know. That's all I got. We're, we're rambling at this point. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah. Happy Halloween. That's all I got.